Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I am your host, Adam Wright, along with Justin Tucker, our co-host. Now, we have tight ends to rank going into uh, the 2021 season, as always. We're going to transition into offense now. So we're going to go into wide receivers next week. It's going to be – no, it's running backs next week. Uh, Then we have quarterback. uh, Then we have wide receivers, then quarterbacks. Uh, and then we'll have a couple of uh, predictions for the season, some player awards, individual player awards, like comeback player of the year predictions, uh, MVP predictions, stuff like that. Uh, but before we go, before we get to our rankings, uh, we're going to get into, as always, uh, the current news in the NFL. Uh, so alternate helmets have now been approved for the 2021 season. So that does mean that throwback uniforms are coming back. So Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Patriots throwback uniforms, the stuff that they wore in the 20, uh, 2010 season, that can come back. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the Eagles stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to do that. Uh, there's going to be a couple teams that will decline to do that. For, but the 2022 season, we can now have some throwback uniforms. Uh, so, Justin, how are you feeling about this? What are your thoughts on it? I was ecstatic, I was ecstatic when I heard the news. I, I was like, first off, I kind of always liked the Patriots throwback uniforms. They were just, you know, I always thought they were good looking. So I was like, oh, I can see those again. That's nice when I'm up in New England with you. Uh, I always thought the Eagles, as green as it is, I thought it was a nice little touch, especially I think it was the first time I saw it, it was against the Green Bay Packers when Michael Vick was still on the Eagles. So I was, I was, I think it's a good one. But some of the other uniforms that may or may not be making a return, I don't know. I'm Denver. It depends on which Denver uniforms they have. But other than that, overall, I think it's pretty exciting. We're starting to see more and more opening up from the NFL now. Yeah, I really like that they're kind of getting being a little more open and they're kind of being more open-minded in some ways. Uh, they they've uh, they've made a lot of um, they've made a lot of big executive decisions over the past uh, few years from moving to 17 games. Um, they've added it. They there's this. Um, uh, you know, w- one thought I do have on uh, the Patriots uh, for their throwback uniforms is which ones they're going to do. Um, I'm sure they're going to do the do the ones that they did in 2010 where they had the where they had the Patriot who was getting ready to snap the football. That one's cool. Obviously, everybody loves that. They, a lot of people want to see that. But what I wonder is if they'll bring back those 90s Patriots uniforms. You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not well-versed in 90s Patriots uniforms. It's like what they have now, except it's it's interesting. You just have to see it. I'll, I'll show you a picture, but it's uh, I, I'm sure a lot of you Patriots fans listening, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. But there's these Patriots uniforms that were kind of after uh, the original ones and before the ones that we have currently. So it, it's really interesting how, what they have. Uh, and I kind of hope they bring that back. Um, but anyways, uh, pro football focus. What's that? Uh, I, I'm kind of curious about the Seahawks one because they had the neon color one, and I always that one kind of looked cool. You know, yeah, they they do have a lot. So I'm intrigued by what they bring back, and I I'm intrigued by how it looks in like the modern day. 
like bringing every bringing these back. We know what the 2010 Patriots won, or I keep on saying 2010 Patriots. We we saw the Patriots throwback uniforms because they used them in 2010. But other than yeah. that, we really haven't seen much. Dolphins. I actually thought I actually thought the Dolphins had really good uniforms back in the day. What did you think? I thought they were really good. They're dolphins, so they're good uniforms. But again, it's the dolphins. They still have good uniforms. I'm sure Sean out here, Sean, our favorite Dolphins fan, who's been on our who's been on our podcast a couple of times. I'm sure he's listening and thinking, and he he's he probably agrees with us. Um, mm-hmm. But I would love to see their throwback uniforms. A lot a lot of uniforms I'd love to. Uh, I'm intrigued by, but it's going to be interesting what, come uh, when the 2022 season comes around. You know, it would be interesting if they kind of had, like, just the entire league just wore their old uniforms for just one year, and they just brought, them, brought everything back for, like, one season. That would be an idea, but I'm not sure Roger would allow that. But we'll see. This is a, this is a, a baby step in hopefully in the right direction. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued, so uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm sure it's I, I wouldn't think it's a bad thing. I mean, it's not like N- all NFL teams are changing things. So like, uh, I'm intrigued by what they're gonna they they're getting more creative now. But anyways, uh, Pro Football Focus has released. Uh, so they've actually decided to uh, copy what we're doing, and they put out some player rankings of their own. So obviously, everybody just wants to be like us. Uh, and they decided, and uh, yeah, of course, everybody wants to wants to copy our ideas. But uh, they released our, their top 50 players uh, right now. So basically, going into the 2021 season. Uh, so we have a couple of thoughts on that. But uh, Justin, would you like to start? Well, uh, obviously, we're not gonna obviously we're not gonna name off the the top 50 players here and just dissect it. It's too yeah. long, and we have our own rankings to do for ourselves. But uh, Justin, do you have any uh, any? What are your thoughts on this? First and foremost, how the hell is Lamar Jackson off the list? I don't. What you're telling me? There is 50 players in the NFL, not 10, not 15, not 30, 50 players that are better than the unanimous MVP that is Lamar Jackson. I couldn't believe the list when I saw it. I, I'm still confused about the list. Some of the names I saw before him, I'm like, they're not even better, th- better than him at their own position, let, o- let alone overall. I'm like, uh, how did they mess this up? And, and I guess when they came up with the list, they said moving forward, they don't see how Lamar Jackson is going to be ahead of everybody else. Let me tell you something. This guy had a bottom five ranked wide receiver core, and they upgraded it this year. He'll be just fine as far as passing is concerned. So I believe he will be a certified top five to top three quarterback in the league, and that is not even up for discussion. Where do you think Lamar Jackson should be on this list in the top 50? I am being conservative in saying top 15. Top 15, okay. I really don't think it's like there's – I believe there's like four to five quarterbacks that are better than him or like arguable. But other than that, nah, I don't think there's many like overall players better than him. I mean, Aaron Donald, sure, and then 
there's a few others that you can make a case for, but no. Nah, he's at least at minimum top fifteen. So you don't think top twenty could be a possibility? No. Like who wouldn't like no. Well, we'd have to name off all of the like we're talking about all the players. So like this is like you guys so you guys listening, I would go on go online, look up their top fifty players. Um, we can't really give it to you right now. Um, because number one, it's a lot to just go over and we have our own rankings to do, but, um, there's a lot of different players on this list and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, it's really controversial. Some of the stuff that they have in there, for example, um, what's in, what I found interesting is Tom Brady is number seven. All right. Um, nothing wrong with, nothing wrong with that. Very good for Tom Brady. Uh, especially at his going into his age 44 season, he has all the momentum going uh, with him, coming mm-hmm. off a Super Bowl victory through 40 touchdown passes, just 12 interceptions, uh, and for 4,600 4, yards. Um, what I find intriguing about this is Aaron Rodgers is ranked number 10 going into this season. Aaron okay. Rodgers is ranked lower than Tom Brady, the the reigning MVP is ranked lower than Tom Brady, three spots lower. Um, now, what this could mean is that um, people are factoring in the the possibility, and now we can talk about how much of a possibility another time, but the possibility that uh, he could opt out of the 2021 season. Um, there could be all the drama, and even if he does, now here's the, even if he does play, all this, all this drama going on, all of this, uh, all of this, um, all these tensions that are, uh, that are swirling within this within their organization, um, this could be an issue for Aaron Rodgers, and that we could see some dysfunction in the team, and maybe it could affect his play. Maybe it's maybe it's that. And when you look at the other side with Tom Brady, he has all the momentum on his side. You know, you can make a case that uh, because that he has all the momentum on his side because he has he just won the Super Bowl, obviously. He just threw 40 tu- for 40 touchdown passes, um, and they, the, t- the team went on a, a long run. Um, they, they, were, they were, what, 6-5 uh, and five at one point in the season? 6-5, and 7-5, mm-hmm. and five, and they just won every game since then. So mm-hmm. you wonder if they have some momentum going. Tom Brady is going to be in year two of it in, the, uh, in his new system. Uh, he just got his knee repaired, so you just wonder if all of this momentum is going to result in Tom Brady. Uh, maybe, maybe you can give some credibility to Tom Brady being—I mean, call me a biased Patriots and Tom Brady fan—but maybe you can give some credibility to Tom Brady possibly having a better season than Aaron Rodgers next year. You're a biased Tom Brady fan. Only you could look at that list and say. And talk about a rivalry between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Only you could do that, but you are a Brady fan. You, so you think you can't make an argument that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a worse season than Tom Brady? You can make the argument, but at the same time, I don't think he'll have a worse season than Tom Brady. Not by far. I think he's when Aaron Rodgers is motivated. I don't think there's a better quarterback alive than him. So when do you do you think do you think he is motivated right now? Yes. However, I don't think he's motivated to play. I think he's motivated to get out of there. So I wonder. So he was motivated last season, and and it, things didn't work out. Do you could you see him just throwing up his hands and then saying, you know, uh, this isn't working out? 
I just want out of here. I don't want to play for this team anymore. I mean, he skipped OTAs, and he skipped mi- mandatory minicamp. If he continues to hold out, maybe – I mean, if he was, if he were as motivated as you say he is, then I'm thinking – uh, this guy, this guy just he he just doesn't have the motivation to play with his team anymore, and he just doesn't have the drive to win with his team. I'm sure he wants to win. Everybody wants to win, but mm-hmm. my my question is, does that does he hate losing? There's there's a lot of play. Everybody likes to win, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of those players who who they they hate losing. They just they can't stand the thought of losing. Those are the players who are separated from the rest. Um, <clears throat> Now, I, I just I just wonder if is Aaron Ro- is Aaron Rodgers frustration just getting to a point where he's just, just throwing up his hands just saying like just I, I I can't be here anymore yeah I think it's starting to get to that I think we're at that point now I think he's just tired of this situation and he just he's ready to move on the problem is he still has like three two or three more years on that contract so it's like he can't move even if he wants to he has to like hope and pray that the Packers organization wants to move him and they've made it very clear they don't want to move him. So it's like, okay, I guess this this is where we're at at this moment in time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out going into uh, the, uh, I I think he's going to play for the 2021 season. I don't know. I don't know about you. It's just a matter of how good his season will be. Um, and I, I mean, it's hard to be better than what he was last year. I just don't see him re- replicating those numbers. He could still have a good year, but will he be MVP? Probably not. I could see I think, it. I could see it because I think Bakhtiari is coming back healthy and he has Devontae Adams. Yes. Well, sure. He had Devontae Adams and David Bakhtiari last year. Bakhtiari got injured towards the tail end of the season was it an acl tear or was it a was it a achilles tear if it is an achilles tear then that's tough it was it's one of those two injuries i just know he was out for the remainder of the season which was a heavy blow to that team it was it was and part it it could be possible it could be part of the reason why uh he was on his ass half the time during the nfc championship Could, Um, could be could be he was he was getting the crap kicked out of him, I'm especially like, oh. in the beginning of that. In, especially in the beginning of that game, they were coming at him, uh, and and that was that's really the formula to how the Buccaneers win games, is that um, if you get to the quarterback and you keep your quarterback on your feet, you're gonna win. You're gonna win the game. Tom mm-hmm. Brady, if he's on his feet, he's he'll he'll pick any defense apart. Doesn't matter how da- talented that defense is. Um, but the, the trick is keeping him on his feet because he's not the most mobile quarterback. Um, anyways, we're going to get into our, uh, top, our top 10 tight ends. Uh, as always, we're going to split it in half. So we're going to go to the bottom five. So 10 through six first coming up next. And then after that, we're going to have, uh, the next, the top five tight ends in the entire national football league. So stay tuned. You're not going to miss this. You are listening to the fumble Ruski podcast. Okay, let's get started. Without further ado, we have our top our top 10 tight ends coming into the National Football League. We have number 10 coming up right now. So this is our first week of offense. Uh, Justin, do you want to kick us off here at number 10? 
This might shock people, but number 10, I put Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. All right, elaborate. So do you think he's high or do you think he's low? For Is, is that in what way I is think, that? Bold, I think bold. since he's a rookie coming into the league, I think that's a fair I think that's a fair placement for him. We don't know how good he'll be because he hasn't played an NFL game yet. Once you figure out what he's good at and what he's bad at on the NFL level, then you'll be able to place him. And based off the hype, he might become one of the top tight ends in the league if all goes well, knock on wood. But I think 10 is a solid place to start for him. Not too high, not too low. It's just a good foundation because he was picked in the top five. So you like everything you see on tape. You just need to show it on the field. So that, that's an interesting one. Uh, and I have a, I have pits a little higher, so I'll talk. I'll give you um, my uh, I'll give you my input on Kyle Pitts. I mean, I think it's not a matter of if he'll be. Uh, knock on wood. It's not a matter of if he'll be the right player for this for the for the NFL is more more so like when he'll be the right player for the NFL like when he'll actually pan out I mean because it's because NF tight ends in the NFL they always take a couple of years to develop it's never uh, it's very rare that you see a rookie tight end come out and just light it up in year one usually it co- takes a year or two uh, but anyways at number 10 I actually have Hunter Henry um now Hunter Henry, um, he's always been like around uh, among the top tight ends in the league. Not not top of the top, but he's like around. He's been hovering around there, like at around number ten. Um, and the the main the biggest knock on Hunter Henry is not his performance because he always performs well. It's mainly the fact that he just can't stay healthy. He yep. has a very long injury history. And I would have him higher. I mean, the the other guys that I have in front of him aren't too special either. I mean, it's not that they're not special. It's just that they're they're not. It's it, you can make a case for uh, a lot of pl- a lot of tight ends being over the other. But the reason I have Hunter Henry below everybody else is because he's just he just can't stay healthy. And until he can prove that, um, then he'll then he'll all have him much higher. So if he has a better season, then maybe during uh. At, uh, next summer at this time, we could I could have him at say uh, top six, top seven, but I just don't see it for now. I I have him at number ten. What do you think? I, I have him a little higher. I, I, that one surprised me. I thought you were going to let your bias get away from you with Hunter Henry and J- John Lou Smith. I really thought that was going to get you, but that's a fair ranking. Uh, he, he's not my number nine guy. My number nine guy is Mike Gusecki, tight end out of Miami. I agree. He's my number yeah. nine guy. Yeah. I don't think he's better than my I, – I don't think he's bad. It's just that I think he's solid is the best way I can put it. I think he's a very athletic tight end for his position. All in all, I think he just needs – a another year under his belt with Tua for him to actually like really flash like top five like tight end potential because I've seen flashes here or there with Miami especially against the game against Kansas City when he made that spectacular catch in like double triple coverage for a touchdown or at least in position for a touchdown so I know he has the potential to have big playmaking ability I just want to see more of it from that team and hopefully Tua takes a step 
in the right direction, and I believe Mike will take a huge step this year, all things considered. Yeah, great potential, uh, great athleticism. His hand-eye coordination is incredible. Uh, did you? See, he he's had a couple one-handed catches where you just look at it and it's like, wow. Like mm-hmm. he, I mean, he he had a bit of an underwhelming season. Um, and people had some ex- expectations for him for last season, and he was a little underwhelming, but he showed flashes. So this is a guy where, uh, and especially towards the back end of the season where he kind he kind of started to show more life and he started to. Uh, show what he he really could be. Uh, this is a player who looks like he's ready to erupt, and he could absolutely and he, with no with with not much of an injury history either. Uh, he's a player who could a- actually explode um, if he if all goes right. Let's say his hopefully his quarterback plays well, Tua, um, yeah. And he's able to have a great season. So I have Mike Jasicki at number nine for that reason. He just needs he needs that one year. So I agree yeah. with you on that. Who's your number eight? My number eight guy. Johnny Smith. Yeah. Explain. Smith. Him and Hunter Henry kind of go hand in hand. Uh. I think they they'll play well together because they're great at what the other is not. If you're looking at like precision route running and concepts, you're looking at Hunter Henry. If you're just looking at raw and freakish athleticism, you're looking at John Smith. That's why I have Hunter Henry just a tiny bit higher than John Smith. But yeah, I got John Smith at number eight. Last year, he showed flashes of the playmaking potential he truly has. I believe he's a freak, especially at tight end, with all the freaky freaks they have at that position. And I believe in that Patriots to tight end offense, he'll get more targets and he'll have more opportunities, especially in the red zone to score. The only issue, the issue, so there's a couple issues I have with Johnny Smith, and he's not, he didn't even make my top 10. Um, the issues I have with Johnu Smith is that Johnu Smith not only has he had injury problems, but outside of a cup of uh, some early season success last year, he hasn't really shown up this season really. Uh, well, mm-hmm. in his in his career really, and not only that, but and this is another thing that I should have mentioned for Hunter Henry at number ten. Uh, for another reason why he was only at ten and not higher is because he hasn't he doesn't exactly have an upgrade at, at quarterback. He has he has Cam Newton who is a Superman. rush he is a run first quarterback. Superman. Run first quarterback. He doesn't give my guy a hard time. He doesn't throw it, he just tucks it and runs. He, he does runs. throw it. Stop that. He throws it, but not not enough for for us to say that Hunter Henry's going to have a better season than he did last year. We don't know that. Give it time. He he's just not going to have a better season. That's and the only opinion. reason for Hunter Henry to have a better season is if he stays healthy. Then he's able to get more reps. Uh, him and him and Johnny Smith are going to be the top options. Like, let's be real. Um, I I don't see either Kendrick Bourne or uh, Nelson Aguilar to end up be, uh, being the number one guy unless they have these incredible seasons. But if they get more reps, if they stay healthy, and if Cam Newton has uh, not quite an, a 
isn't doesn't suck as much as la- he did last year, then mm-hmm. Hunter Henry will have a better season and he could climb up this list. But we can't sit here and say that uh, Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry are going to be top top eight, top seven, eight uh, tight ends in this league. All right, first things first, I can't let this go. What do you mean uh, Nelson Aguilar can't be a number one for the Patriots? You saw what he did to you on the Super Bowl. My number eight is is Kyle Pitts. Okay. Kyle Pitts. Um, like I said, this for this guy, it's not a matter of it for me. It's not a matter of and knock on wood again. It's not a matter of if he'll be a great tight end. It's a matter of when he will be. How soon will he make a great impact? Uh, Kyle Pitts has all of the has all of the tools to be a superstar in this league. He has the athleticism. He has the speed. He has the strength. He has the size. He has all of it. So all he needs is to put it together, and it's a matter of when he'll put it together. Now, like I've said, tight ends typically they don't often pan out very soon. Um, now, like one of the one of the higher, a couple of the top guys on my list, um, they didn't they didn't come through until a couple of years into their careers. Um, it could be the same with Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, he's a freakish athlete, and he's going to be. It's just a matter of what sort of an impact he will make. He may, it may take until year two or year three. But uh, this is a guy who's eventually going to be a superstar in this league, or at least be a very, gr- a very good tight end, uh, at the very least. But for now, he's my number eight tight end. Yeah, you you just want. Uh, I agree with Kyle Pitts. I I just want to see it on the field. That's all. That's why I haven't met him. I'd probably have him a little higher. I just want to see him play. That's all. And if they use him like the Raiders use Darren Waller. Yeah, he'll be a top five tight end, no problem. Uh, right. I'm. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's. Um. Now, obviously, I need to see it too. But I'm just saying that I would lower your expectations for this season. I just don't think it's just a matter of. It's a matter of how much of an impact he'll make. He has all this. He had all this hype going into the draft, and he has all, all this hype going into his NFL career. But, um. Pump the brakes on Kyle Pitts. It's going to take some time for him to become what we think he can be. If he does, I still think he's going to, at least as a floor, he's going to be a very good tight end in this league. But uh, whether or not he turns into a Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, or uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski back when he was uh, back during his playing days, until um, uh, that, that could take a couple of years if he does turn into that. If he if he turns into that in year one, I'll be shocked and I'll be he could end up being one of the by the end of his career being one of the great tight end, one of the, in the conversation for one of the for one of the greatest tight ends in the history of this league. Mm-hmm. But anyways, give me your number seven. My number seven is Hunter Henry. Yep, Hunter Henry. Uh. <laughs> You're still in disbelief about numbers. that. Uh, I mean, I'm the I'm as big a Patriots fan as there is, but I just I can't have those two that high. I just can't do it. I, I can because you know their quarterback is Cam Newton. He'll come through for you. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, 
But in all seriousness, I do believe Cam Newton will be better than he was last year because last year he was coming off an injury, a shoulder injury at that. So, of course, he wasn't at peak Superman performance. I believe this year he's taking another step away from the injury and taking another another step in the right direction as far as, like, progression. I think he'll play better. Hopefully for you Patriots fans out there, Cam Newton will play better for you because Mac Jones is a year away. Uh, so. I think he'll have a better understanding of the offense. Cam loves tight ends, so he'll be able to target two of them now, which is why I have Hunter Henry higher than usual because of the position, the skill set, and the offense they're running, which is a two tight end offense. So, yeah, I think he'll get more opportunities, more receptions, more, more everything. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy. And – Knock on wood. He he does stay healthy. Hopefully he does stay healthy. And you know, he'll, I, he'll prove to you he's number seven. You know, I'm glad you have all this optimism for this Patriots offense, but I mean and I hope you're right, but I don't know. This Compared one, to one thing year? you can look at is back during Cam Newton's Carolina days, his best years were were when he was utilizing Greg uh Greg Olson. Uh, back in 2016 and also 2017, uh, when he when one year he won MVP, the other year he he didn't quite well he wasn't that good, but uh, his best production did come from that season did come from Greg Olson still. Um, mm-hmm. So I sure hope I sure hope you're right. And these are like I, these are very like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to trash on them. They're very solid tight ends with very good with very good potential. But the the issue is they have, uh, they have injury issues. Like they yeah. they've had a long injury his, history over their career. So I'm a little, uh, I'm a little skeptical about these two guys. And I, honestly, I'm not surprised if we go into this season without one of them for a few weeks. You know, one of them gets hurt during training camp. Uh, next thing you know, they're sitting out, or one of them gets hurt during during preseason. Next thing you know, they're sitting out the next next few weeks. Then he comes back. And then the other one gets hurt for a few weeks, and then you have one, and then the that one comes back, and the other gets. I I could very easily see just they they're rarely on the same field together. But if they're on the same field together, oh my, oh my. I hope so. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to hope that Cam Newton cam, pans out. You see how many you see how many question marks that we have here. It's just it's so hard for me to predict this that this is going to work out. At, like we like we hope it will. Man, I I think I showed you a video of Cam Newton during like uh, training camp, and you were not happy of what you were seeing. He's he airmailed like Kendrick Bourne. Was it Kendrick Bourne or I forgot? But it was <laughs> it was somebody, and it was atrocious. It's like you dude, you expect to you expect you you talk he talked said all this stuff about how he about how he improved his his uh, his mechanics, that he made some mechanical adjustments, and then he goes out and he makes that throw? He, he does that thing? Really? Really? Do you know how many touchdown passes he threw in, 20, in the 2020 season? Do you know how many touchdown passes total that he threw in 16 regular season games? 10. Do you know mm-hmm. how many? And I, I hate to make this about Tom Brady, but I'm going to anyways. 
Do you know how many touchdown passes Tom Brady threw during the postseason? In three, what was it, three, four games? How Ten. Many? He made the same amount. He made the same amount of touchdown passes in four games that that Cam against teams that are not pushovers, by the way, in the Super Bowl and in, during the playoffs that Cam Newton did against the AFC East and and over a 16-game regular season. Let that sink in for a little bit. So before you keep on saying, oh, Cam, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, he's going to come through, just think about that. He threw 10 touchdown passes. I'm <laughs> Anyways, we're getting off topic. All right. Um, my number seven's Noah Fant. Uh, Noah Fant, Ooh. he's another – what's that? Really? Yeah, I have Noah Fant. Look at his statistics. He actually had a pretty decent season and no, with, yeah. some inju- with some injury issues coming along with that. So if he didn't get hurt he and if there weren't so many quarterback issues in Denver, then we could be talking about this guy as, as being in the top five, to be honest. I mean, I loved yeah. Noah Fant going into last season, and he started out the season great. He's just – uh, just the Denver is a little bit dysfunctional on offense, um, and I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of Drew Locke. I I think that team needs to move on from him. Uh, but anyways, uh, Noah Fant had a had a very underrated season, kind of under the radar. He had some hype on his sophomore season going into the season, but then after after the beginning of the year, he kind of got hurt. And he kind of became this forgotten man. But he still flew under the radar. He still had a decent season. Um, I had his statistics up. I'll, I'll pull them up now. Um, but anyways, he had – so we have Noah Fant. Noah Fant had 673 receiving yards, and he had three touchdown passes on 62 receptions, 93 targets. So this is a guy who had a decent season. Um and I kind of ex- I kind of expect it to get better. I mean, he had some injury problems, um, and if that if if that gets better, then he should climb up this list. So I really like Noah Fant going into the 2021 season. Yeah, he didn't make my list. He didn't make your list. No. So Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry made your list, but Noah Fant didn't. I don't know. With Noah Fant, I feel like it's something to be desired from him. And even if you say, oh, it's the quarterback position, and you got on me about Cam, it's not like Denver has an all-pro at their position either. They have yeah, but- Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, which may or may not be an upgrade, and that's debatable at this point in time. Like, Noah- that is a serious argument. But Noah Fant is better than Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. That is your opinion, but again. And he was they were still he was still able to have a very good season to, in spite of that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just that. There was one season where they had to use a running back as a quarterback. Was it a running back or a wide receiver? It was one it was of those a wide teams. receiver, but that wasn't because, it wasn't because the quarterbacks were bad. It was just they all caught COVID. That's not his Exactly. So that that's not that's not on Noah Fant. Meaning even even with poor quarterback play, he was still able to he was he didn't have his quarterback at some at some points. Um and in the beginning of the season he was lighting it up before uh before he got hurt. And he was kind of he was on and off the field all season long. I'm forgetting I, I need to look up how many games he played because I I'm sh- I'm pretty sure he missed quite a few games. Noah Fant 
Noah Fant. All right, we'll go to Pro Football Focus. Uh, sorry, Pro Football Reference. Uh, so we played. So we did play 15 games. Okay. This past season, but I mean, if you looked at the game, at the games that he was playing, he was he was exiting some games early. Uh, there, I think there was a lingering ankle issue. Um, so we didn't miss much time. So I was wrong about that. But I mean, I, I was, I had him on fantasy, on fantasy. Oh, and it felt happened. like it felt like he was he he always had a lingering ankle thing. I'm pretty sure it was an ankle thing, and it just it was just lingering. And he had to exit a game early once. Yeah. It was just it was just brutal. So I mean, yeah. a fully healthy Noah Fant, I think he'll be better. Noah Fant was to you what Christian McCaffrey was to Brian last year. Yeah, but Christian McCaffrey had a great season the season prior. Yeah. And then Noah Brian Fant, got I was just expecting nothing. Yeah, Brian, our old co-host, he uh, he had the number one overall pick, and he drafted Christian McCaffrey last year. And for those of you fantasy football guys out there, uh, you know Christian McCaffrey was – I mean, he was good in the games he played, but he hardly played. So he was kind of a bust. Never Here's a, here's a nickel's worth of uh, fantasy football advice. Never take the consensus, consensus number, number one guy. Just don't buy into that. It never ends up working out. It really, I can't name a time where it has. Remember David Johnson being the number one, uh, the number one pick back in what was it, 2017? 2017. And mm-hmm. he didn't play a game. He got injured in like the first half. The next season it was Todd Gurley. He had a great season for the uh, at first, but then he had a knee injury and he was out for the fantasy football playoffs. Mm-hmm. The next guy was the next guy. Who was the next guy at number one? I'm blanking on him. Saquon? Might have been Saquon. Another bust. It never oh, works out. Watch that bust word here. He From got last into, year? He, got he, wasn't good, he wasn't good before he got... We're, we're getting way, way off topic. We're here to debate tight ends, not running backs. That's next week. That's next week. Yes. Anyways, give me your that number six. That bust word is heavy. Here. Give me your number six. My number six? Yes. T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson. Okay. No teammate from Iowa. Him. Yeah, he's he's his rook his rookie year. There was a lot to be desired, but he made improvements in the running game and in the passing game. He became a better blocker and a better pass catcher for Matt Stafford in those Detroit Lions. A year of down spots. He was probably one of the few bright spots in that offense and. Yeah, if they won a game, it was pretty. I'm pretty sure he was helpful in. He was helpful in that, and he was a Pro Bowler. So yeah. All right, now my number six guy is Dallas Goddard. Now Dallas Goddard, mm-hmm. if you look at his statistics, it didn't exactly jump out to you, but if you put it into context, he had. He had Zach Ertz. He was playing behind. He had he had a uh, a dysfunctional offense that they were playing with, where Zach, where uh, uh, Carson once was playing just very poor football, and yeah. um, that. But then um, then they changed quarterbacks, and once they did, once they moved to uh, was it Jalen Hurts. Yep. Once they moved to Jalen Hurts, 
he just he just started playing better. Um, and another mm-hmm. year with Jalen Hurts in the system, with uh, with him making short passes to Dallas Goddard, um, and without without Zach Ertz, by the way, he's going to be gone, uh, most likely. Uh, he's not anticipated to be on the team. They're trying to get. They're looking to uh, get rid of him. But given these two factors, I think Dallas Goddard's a type of player who could who could absolutely explode. Um, and he's a type of player who uh, you expect to get to get better. I have Dallas Goddard at at number six. That that's funny because he's my number five. And all for those reasons, oh, let's see. he was my n- number five guy. All right. Hold that thought about number five. We'll go into the top five in the next segment. But um, you got any thoughts on my Dallas Goddard number six? Well, you have MS5, I guess. Spo- yeah, so I, I, I can't spoiler. hate it. All right. Um. So we're going to go into our top five coming right up. This is our, These are the top five tight ends in the National Football League. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. All right, let's start up with our top five tight ends in the NFL. These are the best of the best tight ends. So without further ado, Justin, why don't you kick us off since you spoiled uh, your top, your number five guy uh, in the last segment. Why don't you start us off? My number five guy is Dallas Goddard, tight end, Philadelphia Eagles. He was playing behind Zach Ertz, who was having a down year, a terrible offense that Car- Carson Wentz was starting behind and wasn't playing up to snuff. Uh, even I, I like Carson Wentz, but my God, he was playing terrible. But when J- Jalen Hurts started to play, you actually started to notice his stats improving, and you saw, hey, look at this. The Eagles don't need Zach Ertz anymore. Ravens throw and give give the Eagles a seventh round pick. Just throw it at them and see if they'll bite on Zach Ertz. But besides all that, uh, I believe Dallas Goddard will have more reps now that Zach Ertz, I believe, will not be on the team. He'll have more touches. He'll have more opportunities and i think he'll be a beast in the red zone i i think he'll be a genuine top five tight end and what i've noticed about tight ends more so than other positions last week we were struggling about trying to figure out which pass rushers belong to which top tight ends are like top heavy as hell that's what i'm noticing and we're going to explain just why we have uh, it is so top heavy um, in a little bit, but um, my number five is Mark Andrews. Now Mark Andrews. Oh, 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 um, yes, I can't let that slide. Oh, wait a minute. What's I, up? He is, yep. he is top five, but oh, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear this. I, I got your. I have your guy at top five. Yeah. In the league. Um, stop go on so we have mark andrews who over the past couple of years has been one of the top five tight ends in the national football league um arguably top four um but i'll explain to you why i have him at five over five instead of four um mark andrews had a great season and then lamar jackson uh lamar jackson's 
play dipped a little bit. And with that, so did Mark Andrews. Um, now, it, during Lamar Jackson's MVP campaign, they had three tight ends uh, in a sort of a three-headed monster where they all kind of complemented each other. They mm-hmm. had, they had uh, what was it, Nick Boyle? Nick Boyle. Yep. They had Hayden Hurst. Yep. And they had Mark Andrews, of course. Yep. And Mark Andrews benefited from that. Mm-hmm. Now, in the year that he, in the year that he fell off, we had Mark Andrew. We had Mark Andrews. He was still a very good tight end, but he had to play on the line a lot more. He had to block more, and he didn't. There was also with less targets out there, with Nick Boyle being hurt during the season, and with Hayden Hurst being moved now moving to Atlanta. There was an um. That gave that gave the d- defense an opportunity to put more of their attention onto Mark Andrews and also yeah. Mark um, uh, Marquise Brown as well. Not that he needs that much attention, but um, anyways, why Mark Andrews kind of dipped, so he will get better. So that's why he didn't dip too much on my on my list um, because they did they did go and they did go and get some help at wide receiver so it won't be too bad it'll it'll be it'll be better than it was last year but he's still uh uh stable at top five for me uh and don't forget that this is a run first offense so this is so mark andrews his ceiling could only be so high okay he's my number four mark andrews is number four i tried so hard to put him top three, but I can't put him over guys that can have literal thousand yard seasons. I can't do it. I tried so hard to do it, but I was like, I can't justify this any way, shape, or form. But the in the end, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, he's number four. He's so number four. Mark Andrews at number four. Give me yeah. so. The thing about Mark Andrews is. He also he wasn't a hundred percent because during the season he was dealing with COVID and he had to deal with and blocking and dealing with more like people scheming for him now. Now that they don't have a three tight end set, people can focus on him more, like you said. And overall, I think the team just dipped a little bit from where it was last year. I mean, we were on a record-setting offense last year, so of course the play is going to dip a little bit, especially Mark Andrews' play. But overall, I believe if the Ra- if the Ravens had everybody like completely healthy for the entire season, which they didn't, I believe they would have been a little better. And Mark Andrews, especially, I think his production might have been a little better. But there were certain points in times where even quarterbacks weren't healthy. Lamar Jackson had to miss a game because of COVID. I'm not sure if that was the same game Mark Andrews did, but. If he was able to play in that game, I believe Mark Andrews' like production would like rise up a little bit more. But overall, I believe he'll have a major bounce back season to be a top three tight end. I hope, but I can't put him top three because oh, we'll talk about it in a minute. All right, well, give me so your number four is Mark Andrews. My number four is T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, gee. Oh, oh, God, no. And the reason I have TJ no. Hawkinson is 
So like I've mentioned, it's hard for a, a tight end to become a top tight end in their first um, in their first one to two seasons in the league. It usually takes a little bit, uh, and you can see a you can see a gradual uh, incline of T.J. Hawkinson's career, where lat, his first season he had about what 500 yard 400 500 yards, and then he goes up to over 700 yards in his next season, mm-hmm. and. Now, given granted that was with Matthew Stafford, but with Jared Goff in there at quarterback and a better offensive line, um, I do see. Um, I don't see Jared Goff being being that much of a. He'll be serviceable enough for him so that he can have he can div- make bigger strides and he will um, he'll end up becoming um, what he had the potential to be when he was drafted. When he was drafted at what was it, number eight overall? Jared number Goff. Nine. No, um, no, not Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a puppet. Penny I'm talking Sewell? about. I'm um, no, I'm talking about T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, he was top nine. I think he was number nine. Number nine. Yeah, that's what I was thinking around that area. But um, he had obviously he had a high ceiling, and he he continues to gradually get better. And I think that trajectory is just going to continue. He hasn't had any injury issues, even on a down year, even on a down game that he has. He catches a touchdown pass, or he'll catch a few passes. Mm-hmm. He's the he he was uh, he was the guy on that team. He was the guy. Even Kenny Gall- Kenny Galladay wasn't reliable. He was getting hurt. Marvin Jones in games would disappear when you expected him to to show up, but. But T.J. Hawkinson was just always there, and he was just—he had a set, steady floor and he had a high ceiling. I mm-hmm. think he's just—that's going to continue and it's going to get even better. I have T.J. Hawkinson being uh, a top four tight end in the league and maybe better. This guy right here actually said he's better than Mark Andrews. I can't believe it. I, I still can't believe it, even with the justification. That's no. Absolutely not, but I. Oh man, I can't. I'm just, I, I can't get over that. T.J. Hawkinson, he's he's gonna be great. Just remember the name. Remember the I, name. Oh, T.J. Right. I know he's on my list. I know he is a Pro Bowler for the NFL. He's not better than Mark Andrews, but okay. All right. So I, we just I think into our top three? we should. So our top three, I have a feeling that we have just about the same top three, which is basically the same top three everybody has. Yeah. Uh, so on a count of three, do you want to just like just shout it at the same time? You ready? Yeah. yeah. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Darren Waller, Darren Waller George, Kittle, George Kittle, Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Darren Waller, George Kittle, and Travis Kelsey. I that, agree. That's our, that's our top three, and that's just about everybody's top three who isn't a uh, who isn't a Idiot. 49ers fan or maybe a Raven Raiders fan. Um, now what I would say what I say about this list is you can people make an argument for George Kittle be over Travis Kelsey, and you can understand that because he's working with a worse. 
because he's wor- uh, George Kittle has never had a, a quarterback um, the same caliber as Travis Kelsey. Um, but Travis Kelsey has been has been able to not only succeed with uh, with Alex Smith, but he's also been able to succeed with well not only with uh, Patrick Mahomes, but also with Alex Alex Smith. And um, I, not, that's not to knock on Alex Smith, but you know Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's going to, he, with Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. I just don't see his statistics dipping. And George Kittle. He's he, not only has does he have injury has have some injury issues that he's had. Um, I don't know. I just don't see him being as good as Travis Kelsey. And same for Darren Waller. I don't see Darren Waller being better than George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. So it's I just, just it's one two three, and it's pretty hard to argue against that. Uh, as far as the argument for Dan Waller, I don't think he'll have the team success in order to be like up there with George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. George Kittle, if you're making the argument for George Kittle, you're basically saying that his blocking and his route running ability far outweighs like Travis Kelsey. His blocking does, but his receiving ability does not. And also, since George Kittle is also coming off injury, an injury. He's not. I don't think at this moment in time he's 100% better than Travis Kelsey. I think Kelsey has him right now because he just came off a Super Bowl appearance as well. And what really pains me is that Darren Waller, who's actually my favorite of the three, was an actual Baltimore Raven. He was, to put it in perspective, we had Darren Waller. Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst on our roster at the same time. That 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 hurts in ways you will never understand. That, Just let that sink in. Darren Waller, the top three tight end in the league, is yeah, one teammates with the, a top five tight end in the league. And oh my god, oh my god, that's. I'm happy for Darren Waller now that he's on the Raiders and is finally like clean and sober and is getting the success he much wisely deserves. But man, I wish he was on the Ravens. I really do. That that team would be vicious. It would. It would. How does that feel? It it hurts, but again, I'm happy for him. I'm happy. I'm glad he's not on the team anymore because he's able to shine in o- Oakland. I guess he's in a system that works. Uh, but anyways, there we whoa, go. Whoa, so whoa, there whoa. you have it. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a three thousand yard well, rushing system that yeah that works pretty well. I do say so myself. Well, I guess it. I guess it didn't work for Darren Waller, didn't it? And he yeah, he had to go into a new system that ju- that just worked for him. I think he would have been fine here. It's just things just didn't click at that time. That's all. Chandler, Chandler Jones, we have in our top, what was it, in our top five? around Chandler Jones, we have up there in our rankings for um, for pass rushers because of his days in Arizona. His numbers were not, weren't quite as great when he was playing with New England. Why? Because he went into a system that allowed him to – to rack up more statistics and get got him more involved. 
he was still very good for us here. I'm glad we had Chandler Jones, but he wanted a lot of money, and the Arizona Cardinals wanted to use him more than more than Bill Belichick did. And I, I'm happy for him, just as you are happy mm-hmm. for Darren Waller. But he's just they're yeah. both in systems that work. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there you have it. We have our top ten tight ends for the NFL. Um, so I'll I'll probably put this out on our Instagram page. I know we didn't do that for defense, but I think that would be fun to sort of put out uh, top 10 tight ends going into the top 10 players at each position going into the foot, the national football league for 2021, sort of like, according to Justin Tucker, according to Adam Wright, according to the fumble Ruski podcast, you know, we'll, I'll put something out like that. So you guys can look at it and you guys could give, could comment your top 10 and tell us why you're wrong. Tell us why I'm wrong. Tell us why Justin's wrong. Tell us why we're both idiots and that we should have George Kittle over Travis Kelsey and why we just kind of just put it just put it out there. But anyways, next week we have running backs. The week after that we have receivers, then quarterbacks, and we're going to go from there. I can't wait for quarterbacks. I can't wait. Our finale. At least. Quarterbacks. I'm already thinking about that week. You already have Brady number one. I can see it. I can see you having Brady number one. No spoilers. No spoilers now. All right. But anyways, so that's what we have coming up. Uh, We'll also have we'll also have our latest news as always. Uh, But anyways, uh, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.